Emilio Pagan blows it again for the Twins. Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Tuesday, June 28th. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Before we get started, it's time to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Twins postcast listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Brandon Warren, two games today for the Twins. It's a doubleheader in Cleveland. They were down one nothing until Carlos Correa hit a huge home run following a Gilberto Celestino RBI triple. And then Emilio Pagan blows it. What's your takeaway from this game, Brandon? Just so many things that led to those three runs for Cleveland that I understand why Twins fans are kicking themselves and probably proverbially or or metaphorically Pagan's hind end too. The uh, first <laughs> run comes in on Max Kepler just not catching a fly ball that he should have caught. Expected batting average of .010. Unbelievable. And then, yeah, things just snowballing on Pagan. Just an unforgivable outing by Pagan. Records zero outs faces the bottom of the order, can't throw strikes, throws a wild pitch. I, I'm sick of hearing people complain to me about Pagan because, listen, I don't think he's good right now either. It's just ugh, stop pitching him in these situations. I don't care what role he's expected to fill. If Caleb Thielbar is going to come in after him, I would rather see Caleb Thielbar. I'd rather see Hovani Moran. I would rather see left-handed Trevor McGill, who's not even on the 40 or the 60. Or the active roster right now, I'm getting so flustered. I'm so angry. Um, Emilio stepped back just like they did with Tyler Duffy. And the problem is you can't have a bunch of guys working the fifth and sixth inning. You got to have guys you can trust late in the game. And they just don't have that right now. They don't. And my solution, I think this is the last draw for me too. Uh, seeing him do this again. And I think if, if they were to put him out there in another tight game late, it's like fool me twice. Shame on you at that point for me. And I think it's, it's a fix of, Griffin Jacks becomes your setup guy for you under on and Emilio Pagan can fill multiple innings the fifth, sixth, the sixth, seventh. And, you know, he might give us headaches there too, but it's much better than just blowing these games over and over. What do you think about that? Yeah, this was just, it was just an unforgivable outing. I, I know relief is rife with small sample sizes and one outing handful of batters. It's just not, it, it can't happen. If you want to be a late inning reliever, this is a guy who had, phenomenal command and gave up home runs now suddenly he can't throw strikes like it and that part of there's a reason why duran didn't pitch that inning because it was nine one two whatever it was there's a reason why it was duran being saved for a potential save in the ninth and it was because you should be able to trust any one of a number of relievers to go in and strike these guys out or at the very least not walk them around the bases it's you just cannot say enough about how poorly Emilio Pagan pitched today. And it, it, 
put him in the fifth inning. I don't care. That's fine. It's unfortunate because there were some really good things that happened in this yeah. game. Devin Smeltzer was tremendous. Maybe, and he's had some great outings this year. That run wasn't his fault. Maybe his best outing of the season, just dominant. Nine strikeouts today in six innings, and that one run was Kepler. I don't know where Kepler was. On a different planet on that run. Uh, but Devin Smeltzer was tremendous again, Brandon. He's really done this, save for that Arizona start and in Toronto a little bit, but he didn't get blown up. They still won that game. He's been tremendous. And I think if it had not been as close of a game, they probably would have left him out there. But Devin Smeltzer, it's it's really hard to know if he can keep an offense like this down as he goes later and later into the game. At the same time, too, if people said they wanted him to stay in there, I wouldn't necessarily blame them either because he did look that good. He's at 95 pitches. Do you give him 110? I don't know. I think I probably would. But, again, it's it's looking back at it now. If Emilio Pagan gets all three guys out and Duran wipes him out like Class A did in the ninth. We're singing a different tune, and I don't like to let results determine how I feel moves were made. And in this case, it just, to me, Pagan was like, eh, okay, but have a plan behind him. Let him get into trouble and then try to have him get out of trouble, and the results were all too predictable. Carlos Correa has his first signature moment as a twin we'll talk about that after this word from rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto go to rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you so Carlos Correa gets around on a 95 mile an hour fastball from Sam Henches above the zone clobbered it reminded me very much of a home run he hit actually in the 2020 postseason last year as well but he had a home run in the 2020 postseason I remember that was very similar to this just gets around sitting fastball and, and his hands are so quick that was an amazing moment for Carlos Correa and I had a little bit of I mean we're not we're not at that point of the season yet but Miguel Sano off Nick Goody vibes too where it was just like all right, let's go. You know, you see the the dugout and you see Twins fans get all excited and then they're knocked back down to earth by a bullpen that can't get people out. And I get the frustration. I do. I don't know what else to say, man. Yeah. Uh, th- this is one that they should have had. And to, to show you how pointless pitcher wins can be, Hench just gets the win in this game. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I don't get it at all. Uh, there's a second game today, which is yeah. maybe good news for the Twins. And if you split this doubleheader, it's what you expect. And you come out winning two out of three in, in the first two days. They're going to face a lefty, Connor Pilkington. I don't think we've ever seen him before. I will I will guarantee a Kyle Garlic home run in the second game. <laughs> Personally guaranteed yes. by Brandon Warren. Kyle Garlic will go deep. Kyle yep. Garlic started in the first game against the righty and Zach Plezak, who was good again today, not out of the gate, but ended up pretty much dominating the Twins lineup again. I mean, shut them out. And now there's game two, and Josh Winder's to the mound, and this is the depth we've seen from the Twins this year. Winder comes back. Hopefully the Twins' depth outshines Cleveland's depth because their depth is Connor Pilkington, and for the Twins, it's Josh Winder. So you hope that they win that battle in game two. Yeah, you really want to see like a 9-3 drubbing where the Twins score five runs in the first two innings or something, and then can go on cruise control and it's not that they have to ride winder too hard or that winder doesn't give them enough innings and they can't patch it together. So I'm hoping for a big lead early, maybe via said Kyle garlic home run and winder can just kind of ease himself in here and twins can get back to 
where they started today, which was um, three games up. This was starting to feel when Correa hit that home run. It's like, okay, the Twins are making a statement in Cleveland. You know, yep. they're, they're coming out. They're making a statement. They whooped him last night. They get to their bullpen today to take the lead. But it just kind of it, it got away from them, and they had a chance to win that game. You can still come back and have a really nice series here on the road. So hopefully the Twins in game two. It's good they don't have to sit on this very long, yep. but don't want to let this translate into game two. So Josh Winder facing off against Connor Pilkington. It is at 610 Central. I believe so uh, a split doubleheader coming up here in in a couple hours. Enjoy that. Brandon, thank you so much, sir. We'll talk again soon. Unfortunately, another loss for the twins. Thanks everybody for commenting, like subscribe, comment locked on sports, Minnesota. The twins are 42 and 34. Yes. Awesome. Thanks Brandon. We'll talk soon.